Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm James Reed, freestyle fighter coming from Liverpool, and you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. We are back for episode 94 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, and my guest today is the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. Nikita is a two-time Hall of Famer, he was inducted into the Luthads Hall of Fame and the NWA Hall of Fame in 2008. He found Christ in the early 90s, he is the founder of Koloff for Christ Ministries, you can find out all about that on koloff.net, so off the back of wrestling he's gone in to do that and he's had some great success, he's visited 30 countries and 50 states in America with the ministry, they have man camp which he does with Lex Luger, you'll get to hear all about that. He has the Man Up podcast, he's had Sting on the show for two parts, which I recommend you listen to. I've listened to both parts of that, fantastic. So we talk about the Man Up podcast, which he's been doing, and we also talk about his wrestling career coming from Minnesota, from the famous Robbinsdale area, where so many of the guys at top level in pro wrestling came through, so he talks about that. There's just so much that we get to cover. I was a huge fan of his in the early 90s as a kid, so an absolute honour and a privilege to get the Russian Nightmare Nikita Kolev on the show for episode 94 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy. My guest all the way from North Carolina is former Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA, WCW talent Nikita Koloff and also the founder I'm going to get this right now for Christ Ministries, the leader of that Koloff Christ Ministries, which was founded in 2002. And I was a massive, massive fan of yours. I started watching wrestling in 1990. So we used to get WCW Worldwide here in the UK. And I remember fondly you in the singlet and doing what you used to do best, man. So yeah, I, I was a big fan as a kid. It wasn't just the stinger for me. 
when it was cut. Uh, I appreciate it, Stu. Great to be with you. And, and uh, of course, I have more roots to the UK than I do to Russia, but we can, we can talk about that. But uh, I know there are a lot of Sting fans out there, but I appreciate you being a, 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 a fan of the Russian nightmare to get a call off your Toyota. How was it going, you know, being such a prominent heel in the faction, you know, as the Russian nightmare when you came through, then going in as a, you know, becoming a face? How, how was that for you transitioning back in the days? I mean, it was, it was, it was different. I, I'm, I'm thankful, Stu, that I had the opportunity be, to be on both, both sides and to experience, you know, both sides of it. Um, you know, sometimes I get asked, what, you know, which one was more fun? You know, than, but I don't know if one was more fun than the other, really. They were both kind of a, uh, you might say, equal, an equal experience, uh, fun on, in, in, in and of their own way. They were both fun. But um, and that transition to go from, from literally at one point being one of the voted one of the most hated in wrestling uh, to them becoming one of the most uh, favor, favorable favorites in wrestling was, was a, just a lot of fun. How how were the crowds when you were heel? You know, being that you know the Russian, the, the Cold War, and all that. How how were the fans with you? Did it get a bit hot? Did it get a bit tasty in there at times? It, yeah, it did actually. Um, I mean, it was not hard. You know, Uncle Ivan and I it was not hard to to uh, get the fans chanting USA, 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 and six different times. The very first time being the Great American Bash. 1985 against the, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, the very first of six different times that fans came over the barricade and attempted to get in the ring. Now, that very first one, the guy got in there and got his hands on me because I just wasn't expecting it. But from that point on, Stu, I had my antennas up. And so uh, the following five attempts, uh, I was able to uh, see it coming. What what happened in the other five times? Did you have to get physical? Uh, with 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 one, well, four of the five, no. Uh, the the security kind of cut them off before they could get there. One guy in Norfolk, Virginia, actually has wrestling Magnum TA, you know, cl close to his hometown, and and uh, saw him coming and put the boots to him a few times and ended up uh, ended up. Uh, you know, I always carried that chain with me, and uh, he kept getting up. He kept getting – every time I put the boots to him, he got back up. Finally, I'm like, Uncle – you know, I had Uncle Ivan and Baron Von Roschke in the ring with me, and and uh, between the three of us, we, we finally put him down. <laughs> it was just – people took it literally, didn't they, back then? You know, that's just how it was. Crazy. It was – they were – yeah, it was – I mean, you know, as people have told me over and over and over again, you know, they, they, my, my persona, right, the Russian nightmare, you know, they bought hook, line, and, and sinker, if you will. And, and so, you know, yeah, they just, they just, you know, even years later, I hear those stories of like, dude, I really believe you were from Russia, man. You had me. You know, the 10, 11, 12, 15-year-old kid in me, you had me, you know. Who pitched? For you to, you know, play that gimmick, was it Jim Crockett at the time or was it somebody on the, on the creative end? Well, actually, and it's interesting, 
you know, the creative end then was different than it is now, right? Uh, now, you know, they got these creative writers who write all the matches and scripts and interviews and all that. Back in those days, it was a promoter and a, what they call a booker, right? Uh, and so the, that was your creative team, if you will. <laughs> the, book, and the booker usually worked in the business, right? And, um, but actually, the credit goes to Sergeant Slaughter and Don Kernodal. Don Kernoda was Ivan Koloff's partner when I broke in. Uh, they were the world NWA World Tag Team Champions. Slaughter and Kernodal get the, the, the credit for coming up with the idea of a nephew for Ivan. And then Kernodal gets the credit of reaching out to Road Warrior Animal and saying, hey, do you know any big guys who wouldn't mind shaving their head and becoming a Russian? And Animal goes, I know the guy right now. And that's that's... That's how Nikita, Nikita Koloff came to be. What were some of your favorite matches in that span from 84 to 92? You know, some maybe off the top of your head, some of the ones that, you know, you can remember. My goodness, uh, Stu, there's so, I mean, so many good ones. Y'all, I, I, met, I mentioned the, the Great American Bash, my first ever match against Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight title. I mean, I was only 13 months into the business. I'm already World Tag Team Champion, World Six-Man Champion, now I'm wrestling him. Uh, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention some of the chain matches against the Road Warriors. Um, I mean, matches against Sting, both against Sting, and then a part of Sting's squadron with the War Games. Yeah. But the original War Games, the Superpowers, and the Road Warriors against the Four Horsemen, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Ravishing Rick Rude, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, it just go right down to... Uh, the Toto package, Lex Luger for the U.S. title. Magnum TA for the best of seven series. Gosh, there's so many good ones, Stu. I know, it. that's putting you on the spot. <laughs> but well, it's good, though. But yeah, those, there's, there's just a handful of the memorable matches. How, how was it? It's a bit of an obvious thing to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How was it 13 months in, getting in there with Ric Flair at the time? What was running through your mind? Was there a lot of pressure on your end? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, yeah, I would say yes, because I, I'm just 13 months. I'm, st I'm still learning. I'm still green. I mean, for those who don't know the story, you know, they can – they can they can read if they want to read the whole story. In fact, I just I just updated my last book, Nikita: A Tale of the Ring of Redemption. I added about seven or eight new chapters, some more pictures. That's got my whole story in there. But to be in the ring with Ric Flair uh, at 13 months into the business with no amateur wrestling background and no professional training was certainly pressure packed. Fortunately. A guy like Rick, who is the consummate professional, uh, was, like I said, was able to carry me through the match, and, and it was the opportunity uh, for me to, to learn at an accelerated rate being in a ring with a guy like him. How was it for you when you turned face? Obviously, you came in to help Dusty, so how, how was that? I, I remember seeing clips years ago of that. Well, yeah, even that turn, you know, when we made the decision to go from, you know, bad guy to good guy, heel to face, um, that that was, again, another memorable moment, another pivotal moment uh, for, for, for my career, I feel. Some, some have mixed emotions on, on whether that was good or bad, but 
But had Magnum never had his car wreck, never had the accident, I honestly don't know that I might have ever be, become become a good guy. I mean, you know, he was being groomed to be the next world heavyweight champion after Flair. In fact, that he was just days away from flying to New York and kind of sealing that deal prior to his wreck. Uh, so, and, and when I think back on that night, I mean, and many have said, in fact, Tony Schiavone, I understand one time was asked, what was the loudest, you know, pop in an arena or something of that nature? And from what I understand, he said the night Nikita Koloff turned babyface and, and, and the superpowers were formed that night was the loudest pop he had ever heard in an arena. That's, that's high praise indeed, isn't it, from Mr. Shavon? Yeah. All the matches yes. he's called, and that, that's yep. incredible. Incredible. Yes, sir. I need, to, I need to ask, there was something in the water in Minnesota, because how many guys, how many guys came through? I know it's been asked. I've got to ask it, you know, I want to get your perspective on that. It's just... Yeah. Firing off, firing off the names, you know, Kurt Hennig, Rick Rude, the Road Warriors, John Nord. A lot of people leave John Nord out. Barry Darso, all them guys. I miss, I'm missing a few there as well. Just well, what's even more amazing? Yeah, I, I joke and I say it was in the, it was the minerals in the water tower, uh, especially in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Now, you know, a lot of the guys. Yeah, um, Tom Zink, yeah. uh, Mike, uh, Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom. Uh, Scott Norton, uh, obviously Jesse Ventura. I mean, there were a lot. If you want to go way back, Vern Gagne, yeah. um, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund, even though he wasn't a wrestler. Even even more interesting, Stu, is nine of us, okay, nine of us all came from what is called Robbinsdale High School. Yeah. One high school. Now, a lot of those guys we named came from the Twin Cities. Um you know, outside of, you know, part of Minneapolis, St. Paul. But just from Robbinsdale High School, you named it. Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, Barry Darso, Tom Singh, Brady Boone, Nikita Koloff, John Nord. And several of us all played on uh, American football as we know it. I know, you, I know football is different over there in the U.K. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, seven of us from the same high school, well, I say nine technically, because me and Gene Okerlund and Vern Gagne also were graduates of Robbinsdale High School. Now, years prior, but they were still from Robbinsdale. So, had to be the minerals in the water with all those lakes in Minnesota, Stu. I just, it'll, well, I will never see the likes of it again either. You know, that roll call of people, it'll never, right. it, it's incredible to me, you know, it's, just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yep. I think it's time to move on to Koloff Ministries. It, you know, I'd be remiss not to ask about that. You starting that up. I know you've traveled 50 states, 30 countries as well when I was doing my research. How yeah. how's it how has it been, you know, doing that? You know, I'm sure there's been some fantastic memories since 2002, Nikita. Well, it is, yeah, it is. It really even kind of goes back further than that. that that's when when we, you know, Koloff for Christ Ministries is actually formed in, in 1998, five years prior to that, in 1993, which is about 11, really it was 11 months, officially about 11 months after I left wrestling. You know, I walked away from wrestling under my own terms. Um, 
you know, wasn't forced out. Injury didn't didn't force me out. I, I just I chose to walk away at age 33. Um, that was a, a goal of mine. Uh, actually, when I broke in, I told Ivan and Don, "Hey, I'll be out of active wrestling by the time I'm 35." And and so it, that choice, I made that choice to do that. Little knowing, 11 months later, uh, I would find myself at an altar, surrendering my life to the Lord. Now, I, I didn't just like I didn't grow up in Russia, Stu. Uh, I I also didn't grow up in, didn't grow up in church, but that didn't mean I. I didn't, you know, know the story of the man Jesus and, you know, died on a cross. And 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 so I knew the story. But I just say on, on 17 October 1993, that story made the trip from my head down to my heart. And, and everything changed for me. And, and so I began a brand new journey and a new mission, if you will, a brand new calling on my life. And, and so we launched... Uh, Co-offer Christ Ministries was formed, and now you fast forward all these years later, and, and you're right. I've traveled to all 50 states and 30 countries so far. Um, last year, launched a, a radio show called The Man Up Show and a podcast of my own that's now been downloaded in 52 different countries. And and I'm getting ready to launch a TV version of that on Morningstar TV. And, and so, you know, to... To be able to do all these things, I mentioned Lex Luger and being an, a, 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 an opponent in the ring, but now him and I, uh, we co-facilitate. In fact, I'm wearing the shirt today, Man Camp. He and I co-facilitate a camp for men. We bring a small group of men into, into the state of Georgia in a little town called Royston. And, and we, our goal is to, is to train, teach, train, equip, and deploy men you know, to be godly husbands, godly fathers, uh, to be a manly man, but also to be a godly man. So, you know, we do these conferences and these camps and talk about masculinity and manhood and and uh, some things we just feel are much needed in today's world. And so I, I feel fortunate never in a million years would I, you know, I mentioned the one book, but I've written three books. I mean, I'm doing things, Stu, that I never dreamed I would in a million years. And the professional wrestling side of it, I'll say this real quick. The professional wrestling side of it, I look back on my career, and I feel like it was it was training ground for the ultimate call of my life. Because here's, here's what I mean by that. In wrestling, I flew on airplanes, I rented cars, I stayed in hotels, I talked on microphones, in front of cameras. Um, you know, I entertained crowds for a living. When I look back at the last 28 plus years with ministry, I fly on airplanes, I rent cars, I stay in hotels, I talk on microphones in front of cameras, and it's not to entertain crowds, but it's bring the gospel message. But that said, all of that, I feel like my wrestling career, I'm, I'm very grateful for it, thankful for it, but it was almost like a training ground for, for the ministry. It's, it's just amazing. It just blows my mind. That's awesome with the the man camp as well, and doing that with Lex. I know uh, I've never I've never managed to get. I've been to signings where Lex has been, but I've been queuing for other people. If I get to the states again, I've got to meet Lex. He's, yeah, he's in, on my list. in fact, uh, he he literally. I'm gonna tell you. I'll go ahead and tell you that he literally. I got I got my phone here, right? 
he literally just tried to call me while we're doing this interview. So his ears must be burning, you know, because we're talking about it. <laughs> You'll love meeting Lex. He's, he's a phenomenal guy. You'll love, you'll love meeting him. I've got to get back over to the States. I love WrestleCon. Yes, sir. I love WrestleCon when I've been, you know, but yeah. No, I don't want to make this just about wrestling. Also, like you, you touched upon the fact about the Manit podcast, which is set up in 2019. What's what have you been doing with that? What what, you know, what sort of stuff have you been producing? Yeah, it's so it's it's a fun format. Um, you know, give me a handful of examples. It's it's really um, uh, kind of conversational. So when people go on and listen to it, uh, it's conversation. We it, it it airs on. It's called Truth Radio Network. It's based in Winston Salem. Stu Epperson Jr. is the owner. Uh, so it, go, it goes out on the airwaves on, on weekends first, and then it's uploaded uh, on, you know, all the podcast platforms around the world, and it's conversational, and, and the idea is to have a really a variety of, of guests on there to interview. So, like, uh, for example, recently I had a guy named Brad Johnson who won, who won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks um, back in uh, – back in uh, with uh, John Gruden back in, the, I guess, the, the, maybe the 90s. Uh, I should know when he won the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, Brad Johnson, I had Homer Lee Gibbons Jr., which was a, 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 a world boxing champion trained by Evander Holyfield. Um, just had a conversation yesterday with Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules in the TV series Hercules. And uh, he's, he's going to come on the podcast sometime in the future. But I also have not just celebrities and, and, and athletes. I mean, of course, I've had Lex. I've had Sting on, on for a two-part interview, Magnum TA, uh, Jackson Riker, who's on Monday Night Raw, WWE. Mm-hmm. So I've had Jackson on, uh, Lodi, who was part of Raven's Flock back in the 90s with WCW. So I've got celebrities. I've got athletes. But I also bring on like businessmen and sometimes husbands and wives who maybe work together. So I'll bring them on. I'll also bring on, um, you know, people in different types of ministries just to, you know, talk with them. There's so many fascinating stories out there, Stu, that, that I just want to get their, you know, get their story out there for others to hear. And, and the objective behind the man up show, and we have a lot of women listen to it, by the way, but the objective is really to encourage and inspire others, right? And since launching it, tell you this real quick, we, we added a new segment called Q&A with Koloff. And that's where I literally will call somebody, uh, a fan per se, and have a 10, 15-minute conversation, flip the tables, and instead of me asking all the questions, they get to ask me some questions. And so that's pretty fun. And and most recently, we're going to launch what's called the Man Up Minute, which is a literally a 60-second motivational, inspirational little thought-provoking minute that will air on all the Truth Radio Network. And, and, you know, somebody's on their drive time, and they're like, huh, I hadn't thought about that before. So something that's just very thought-provoking. And then last but not least, we're getting ready. In fact, I finished this interview with you. I got to sit down with, with the media guy from Morningstar Ministries, and we're going to launch on, on, their, on their TV network, which is an international network, uh, internet-based, but we're going to launch the Man Up Show 
television version of it. So excited about that. You're one of the first to hear about that, Stu, just thank, so you know. Thank you for that, premiering that piece of information, expanding, expanding with it as you go yes. on. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Just going back to me obviously doing this since 2019, there's nothing better than seeing a load of countries that have streamed an episode. I, I find it amazing. I find it amazing. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. And, and again, when I, when I think about, you know, the, the, what I get the privilege of doing, like I say, it just kind of blows my mind. And, and uh, you know, even, even, you know, I, well, I want to say this cause I, cause I, it just, I mentioned it at the top of the hour, um, you know, about having more roots in England than I, than I do, uh, than I do in Russia. And you may or may not know this. However, my, my mom, my mom was born up uh, outside of the little town called Carlisle up on the Scottish border, yeah. at a, a little village called Hayden. And, and just a few years ago, my sister, brother and I took a trip over to London and trip over to England to, you know, we toured all over London. And then we took a took the rails up to, up to Carlisle, got a rental car, and drove all over, you know, looking for ancestors there in, in, uh, in all the little uh, villages. And, and, fi- and we found, Stu, we found, we, weren't, we didn't expect this, we found the house that my mom was born in. Wow. That's, yeah. That's amazing. It, it is. She was born in 1919, and then my, my grandma, uh, her mom, brought her over on a boat in 1921 when she was two years old. And so she, she never got to go back to England, but we wanted to go back to just kind of honor her, you know, when she passed. I think Carlisle, from where I am, I'm in Wales, on the North Wales coast. It's about three, okay. three and a half hours, I would say, maybe four hours away from here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it, if, if, as I recall, I want to say it was about a... Th- a three-hour train ride, three-plus-hour train ride from 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 London up there. Uh, but man, be- beautiful country. We we loved it. We loved touring all those little villages. And, and so I have roots in England. I'm just saying. And <laughs> hey, a side note. Now, which team are you sporting right there? What team I'm, are you sporting? I'm, Ever- I'm Everton. Obviously, we've got Liverpool, haven't we? Which is universally known. Everton aren't bad. We've got a billionaire owner. But yeah, I'm I'm an Evertonian. Okay. Uh, we've actually got Liverpool's former manager Rafa Benitez now, which some of the fans were a bit half and half because he made comments years ago. But I right. am cross fingers he's going to do us proud this season. Well, good. Well, hey, now now don't hold this against me uh, or Lax, but but both of us are Manchester U fans. I'm just saying. Uh. <laughs> how 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 do you think? What what do you think with the signings? They've done some good business. They've done some good business this summer. So yeah, I mean, well, you know, and, and, and you know, we're, we're Manchester United fans, but all that to say, we're we're just fans. We're just fans of the sport and uh, just enjoy a good match. And and so yeah, but we 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 have we have that too. We're 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 football fans there. Nikita, I'm going to get back to wrestling. I'm going to ask, have you, yeah. got, have you got some funny road stories? Because so many hours you guys, you know, on the road, doing what you do. As fans, you know, we couldn't comprehend, you know, the, the stories of the road like that you've been on. So, yeah, just some road stories with the guys that you can remember fondly. I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the business back then, and, and I, you know, I, 
I don't know what it's like. You know, I don't think they, I'm pretty certain they don't work nearly the, the way we did back then. And what I mean by that is um, in 1986, for example, put in perspective, I had 454 matches that one year. Okay. Four, so you do the math on that. There's only 365 days in a year, right? So, so it was pretty grueling. Uh, not that that we didn't have fun, but but it was it was pretty grueling. You know, you just kind of get in a groove. You might say get in a grind, um, and and just go from town to town. I mean, those early days when I first broke in in 1984. We used to average about 2,000, 2,500 miles a week. I don't know what that translates into kilometers, um, but uh, it's a lot, right? Um, so we used to have a lot of road miles, and then you combine. Once we went on the superstation, we started flying. Then you add the air miles. And so you know, you were probably, we were probably more exhausted than anything else, but you know, we had a job to do. Um, so when it, but but we had fun. Most of my fun was was in the ring, entertaining people for a living. Um, outside of the ring, there were some guys known to be more jokesters than others. Rick Rick Steiner comes to mind. <laughs> um, he he was one of the bigger joke jokesters, and he didn't mess with Rick because he had an amateur wrestling background. And he he could he could mess you up if he wanted to, you know. Um, but uh, but but we you know we we do some, and I just think of like when Dusty and I were traveling together, just really some of the conversations we had about life and just getting to know him on a personal level outside of the the ring and the professional side of things. Um, you know, those are some of the the more fond memories that that I can uh, when I think back on it that initially come to mind um just think Ivan and I I mean we roomed together back in the day we exclusively him and I and Kernodal him and I and Darso or as we knew Crusher Khrushchev um you know we we'd uh I think back on those days of travel again just traveling over the road the late nights getting home and and in the gym, we'd have fun working out in the gym. So those are, although that you know, for your audience, are necessarily some of the more entertaining uh, stories. But those are more some of the more memories I have. That's nice. That's nice. I want to ask you. You know, you were saying about you know four hundred plus matches that year. How how were you mentally? You know, you're saying about the strains of the road and the tiredness. How how were you mentally? Did it did it affect yeah. you that that schedule? Well, you just again, you kind of, you kind of, really kind of get in a groove, and so a routine, if you will. And so, for me, back in those days, you know, working out uh, was was uh, a priority, and and so, you know, I, my days would consist of, of of exercise in the gym, usually a couple hours in the gym, and timing that to where you know I could still you know get ready, prepared for what whether we had a a 300 mile road trip or a hundred mile road trip and knowing what time we were going to all meet up, jump in one car, drive to the arena, you know, ha have our match and entertain the fans and, and then drive back home and, 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 
and really go through that same routine the next day. You know, if you were a family man, it, 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 mm-hmm. wrestling was very difficult, very tough on a family because the, you know, the guy's gone a lot. And, and if we flew to a town, like we might fly to Detroit, Michigan and rent a car and we might have a, a match in one night in Saginaw, another night in Lansing, Michigan, another night in Battle Creek, end up in Detroit for, for the final night, and then fly back to Charlotte, and then drive for five or six days somewhere. So that was not uncommon. So you just, yeah, so you just had to have have a mindset and understand what what the what the grind looked like. That's why I respect you guys so much. That you know what you had to do. Being away from your family, you know, I I come home to my wife every night, you know. But yeah, I can only imagine, you know, that'd be tough. I'd I'd find that tough if I was in your shoes. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was challenging, but but again, we 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 made it fun. I mean, we we had we had fun. Uh, uh, I will I will tell you one one quick story. I remember on on Rick's again. Go back to Rick Steiner. He, he liked to play, I don't know if, if, if you know, I guess I'm, you, you know what bumper cars over there, right? And amusement yeah. parks all have the bumper cars. Yeah. Well, well, Rick enjoyed doing that on, on the interstate at 80 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you might be like, no, for real, like you might be yeah. driving all the way. If you're not paying attention, it was not uncommon for him to, for all of a sudden your, your car to jerk on the interstate and you're like, what's going on? You look in the rearview mirror. And, and and you see Rick Steiner who who just cut, just give you a little nudge uh, and and you know <laughs> with that little laugh and and I'm like oh my gosh I mean just one that just popped in in my head you know thinking about Steiner uh, being being a, a practical jokester so there's one story for your for your audience thank you thank you for sharing that yeah i have heard about about various stories watching shoot interviews of rick <laughs> so, yeah, I yes you, i appreciate you sharing that one who in your mind was an underutilized talent i know everyone was on the platform you know they got seen on tv was there a guy in the roster you felt could have been propelled higher but didn't didn't get it he was really talented you know, I mean, I, the, I guess one that comes to mind, Terry Taylor, um, that comes to mind. I thought Terry was a uh, phenomenal talent, a great mind for the business. Uh, I, I felt like he, he, a great worker in the ring. And, you know, I, I, you know he and I had a, a unification, TV title unification match at Starcade 87 in Chicago. And I, I was the NWA World TV champ. They were merging two or two groups together. The UWF, Crockett had bought the UWF from Bill Watts, and they were they were merging those two together. And so we had this unification match. He and I, and you know, by many of the fans' accounts, I get a lot of you know a lot of compliments on that match. I give Terry all the credit because I just had to follow his lead, and uh, I thought he was a, a great a great talent in the ring, and and and. The first one that comes to mind when you say was anyone underrated, Ter- Terry would be the first one that comes to mind. That's cool. That's, no, I like asking you guys, absolutely. What about more current wrestling? Do you get time to see anything? I, I assume you, you know, you're very busy doing everything that you do. But, yeah, do you get time to see anything current 
And what are your thoughts on the current product in, in the business? Just really, Stu, really just glimpses of it. Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had television or satellite or cable or any of that for 12, 13, 14 years now. Wow. Um, I just don't want, I just don't have time for it. I just don't have time, you know, sit down and watch a television show. I'll, I'll go to an occasional movie. Uh, I enjoy going to the movie theater and catching an occasional movie. Um, I'll catch glimpses of it on, on um, you know, uh, mostly on social media uh, and, and follow some of it there a little bit. Of course, when I'm out doing autograph signings, you know, I'll be doing in September, I'll be doing a Comic-Con in Lexington, Kentucky. I'll be doing an autograph signing in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, so, you know, I'm engaged and involved that way. And so I hear a little bit uh, from the fans, you know, here and there. Um you know, I've got I've got a, a team that I a, a team that I christened the Koloff Dynasty. Um, I, I call Alex and, and Neil Koloff. You know, just christened them with the with the Koloff name. Um, been grooming these guys for a couple years. We'll see if that materializes into anything. But we've we've done a handful of matches. In fact, I had them in a match last year against the Rock and Roll Express. Wow! Believe it or not, incredible. Yeah, I had, yeah, and, I'd seen a yeah. photo with you and the two guys yeah, in question. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that may get some traction, and we, you know, more than anything, I, I'm not do, honestly, I'm not doing that to to uh, launch into a second career for Nikita Koloff. More than anything, I'm doing that for for Alexander and Neil. You know, they've been in the business for you know 15, 12, 15, 20 years, and and want to you know one kind of one final run if you will for their career and so and and they're they're great talents or i wouldn't have christened them with the koloff name and you know for your audience there the koloff name goes back to the 1930s there was dan koloff who who was originally from bulgaria but wrestled as dan koloff and then along comes ivan koloff in the 60s nikita koloff in the 80s and so we're just trying to extend the Koloff name and, and, and the, the legacy of, of Koloffs. And so I say that to say, you know, we did, we did, uh, we went down for NWA power with yeah. Billy Corrigan a couple years ago. Um, and kudos to Corrigan and what he's doing with NWA power, Cody Rhodes with AEW. Like, yeah. Like the territories again. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. What they're yeah. Doing. Yeah. I, I think it. it's, I mean, I think it's great. Uh, let's face it. I don't care what it is, whether competition is it, whether it's Liverpool or whoever. Competition's he yeah. competition's healthy, right? It just is. Yeah. Always has been. It always will be. So I love it. TNA Impact, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, you know, New Japan. I think it's great. I really do. That's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. Going back to NWA Power, I remember seeing in 2019 the little advert PSA segment you did for the show. I remember that. So it was cool seeing yeah. you. I not seen you for a while. Yeah. Yeah, what was fun for me, Stu, was drive, driving, driving in down Techwood Drive brought back so many memories because I can't tell you how many, how many times on – early Saturday morning, sometimes exhausted from, from the match the night before, wherever we were, whether we were in St. Louis, Missouri, or Baltimore, Maryland, we had to be in Atlanta, Georgia, to tape three hours of television for the Superstation. 
and and driving in on Techwood. Now the studio was on 10th and Techwood. Well, where NWA Power was filming was on 14th and Techwood. So I mean, it just then to walk in the studio. Now it's not the same studio. It was you know larger than it was back that back then, but it brought back such a flood of wonderful memories. I love the studio set with that little tiny crowd. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with the big arena, but I sure love that little studio set. And so, yeah, thank you, Billy Corgan, for, you know, giving me a taste of a, a memory of the past. That was my go-to, uh, obviously, pre-COVID. They were running so hard, weren't they? And I know they're back now, and it's brilliant. That was my go-to power every week. It's just, yeah. you know, that 45 minutes to 60 minutes product like like the old days i, I love the yep. i love the retro old school feel i really yep. do. I, I do now as they're back on you know yeah absolutely yep yep and uh so you know for for, for their following out there and and nick all this you know he he's he's a uk guy am i right he is he's not uh outside of norwich city called norwich kingsland he's from but yeah trained by okay. the, trained by the night night family so, so yeah uh, so yeah so I, you know I, I've you know been around Nick a few times and and watched his work you know he asked me if I'm up on any of the current stuff so you know I have watched some of his work and you know, I think the match him and Cody had uh, it was it was Amazing. brilliant yeah um and, and 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 Nick reminds me a lot of a kind of a modern day flair in, in the sense of yeah <laughs> I've how he carries himself, how he dresses, and how he carries himself, I, and his I interviews. Love, so. I love how he refers to the belt as Sweet Charlotte. Uh, you know, the Jag, the Jag's parked outside. It is his charisma. You can't teach it. You can't teach it. Right. It's we call it. We call it an intangible. An intangible. That's cool. Yep. That's cool. Nikita, uh, I'd like you to like just plug Koloff for Christ Ministries, where people can find you. Yeah, just. Yeah, just what, what's happening, or what's going to be coming up, and things of that nature. Yeah, a absolutely. I appreciate it. And, and the website, here's the easiest way, whether you want to find out about the man camp that Lex and I co-facilitate, or you want to connect, link, subscribe, download the podcast, or connect with me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all, all of that. There's a my website's just simple www.koloff.net k o l o f f www.koloff.net and and it's kind of a one-stop shop there's a store there like two of my books are available Nikita a tale of, of the ring of redemption um wrestling with success uh developing a championship mentality one's inspirational one's motivational and and so you can find and there's other things in the store there that you can find as well. Learn more about Koloff for Christ Ministries. But that's a connection point for me. Koloff.net. Just go there. Link with me on social media. Encourage people to, to download, subscribe to the podcast, and leave a comment. And, and uh, yeah. But I just appreciate you having me on today. Uh, it's been brilliant. I, a lot of people talk about Attitude Era with wrestling. Um, 1990, that sort of era. That was my time. I think because I was so young and impressionable as a kid. I, you know, yes. I enjoyed the Attitude Era, but 
early 90s and then obviously getting to see stuff in like the mid to late 80s as I grew up like it's just that was the time I think personally I think that was the best time in, in the industry well when and, and as I'm out and about um and again I just think about my my upcoming schedule right I'm going to be doing several more like I do these man up conferences typically on Saturdays in local communities and then a lot of times I'll stay over I'll preach on Sunday or so I've got several of those coming up. Like I, I, I mentioned in September, the, Le- the, the Comic-Con in Lexington, Kentucky. I'll be there for a couple of days. And I just love, so I love getting out with the fans and, and really hearing their stories now, which is why I developed the Q&A segment on, on the podcast so, so I could interact with the fan, give them an opportunity to ask me two or three questions, you know, and 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 then – put that up that they could let all their friends know about and, and hear them on the show and, and, and traveling still to some of the, you know, some of the same towns I used to wrestle in and now coming back around, you know, for other reasons has just been fun. I say all that to say many, many, many of the fans to your point, Stu, many, many, many of the fans have called it, the golden era of wrestling, Absolutely. the 80s and the early 90s, the golden era of wrestling. Timeless. You get just the ferociousness, the crowds, you know, what you guys were doing. I just, it's just amazing for us as fans. And like, you know, you, you as, a, as a wrestler, you got to live it. You got to live it and breathe it, man. Well, for those, and for those who maybe, you know, maybe some of your audience hasn't seen the, you know, haven't, watched a lot of that era I, what I, w- I would encourage them to go back and, and do that I know most of it a lot of it I'm sure is available on the WWE network right you know kudos to Vince McMahon and what he's done you know with, with his organization when you if you go back and watch it and and I would encourage people watch fan reaction watch fan reaction um, because it, it was it was so organic the way the matches were, were laid out. Well, I say laid out, the way the matches unfolded. Let me just say it that way. Because understand, when we went into the ring, it was 90 to 95% of that match was spontaneous, was improv. And, and, and almost every single interview, almost 99% of every interview you watched was improv. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no script handed to us. We just, we, we rolled one interview after another, after another. Many times we'd step into the ring, not even seeing our opponent till we got in the ring. And, and so that's why you see the reaction for fans was, I say, much more organic, much more real. Uh, obviously, six different times guys came in the ring after me, right? Um and so a different era of wrestling and, and one I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of and certainly thankful for guys like you, Stu, and so many others out there all these years later who are still fans. I can't thank all of you enough, it's like an honor, for real. It's an honor for me. I, I thank you so much for sparing the time coming on. I really, really do. Uh, all, you know, I've had various guys from WCW you know, WWF, it's just amazing. I, if you'd have told me this a few years ago, who I would have had on, <laughs> I, would have, I, I would have laughed. In I, I, I would have laughed. In I, I, 
Yeah, no, I can't tell. I can't tell you how many times I've had that. Like I've been out to lunch or dinner, or you know, a lot of the churches I'm in Stu are pastors who grew up watching wrestling, yeah. right? Yeah, and and they're like. Man, like what you just said, they're like, man, if somebody would have told me 20 years ago, I'd be, you know, sitting having lunch <laughs> with Nikita Koloff, you know, it's crazy. Or, yeah. But uh, I, I like to say it's just one of the ways God, one of the ways God works and, and like, likes to just bless people in, in, that, in that fashion, you know, to do the unexpected. And so here we are, and, and again, just grateful to be uh, on your show, and, and thank you for the interview. Anytime. My guest today, all the way from North Carolina, it is the founder of Koloff for Christ Ministries, Hall Wrestling Hall of Famer, might I add as well, multi-time champion in the NWA, the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff, also an author. What haven't you done? What haven't you done? <laughs> Stuart, you know what? It's just been a pleasure just to be with you on, on your show and and uh, thank you for that that thank you for that that plug i mean i, I i'm just fa fortunate and grateful to be a part of uh, the wrestling world and, and now to be on your show no problem it was be it's been an honor having you on the show this is why i do the show it just uh yeah i love it i love hearing the stories and uh, it's great getting insight into what you've been doing outside the wrestling for many years Absolutely. People can, can just go to koloff.net, koloff.net. It's a one-stop shop. They can connect with me on my podcast for the Man Up Camp. Everything I'm doing, social media, right there, koloff.net. Lovely. Thank you very much. A big thank you to Powered4TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered4TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and Boxing Show with my cousin Rich and John. I've put on these first it's been fantastic with that thank you to chris dutton again as always for the superb editing i couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to mike angus for the intro as always to the show you can find the stewed wrestling podcast merch at wrestlemerchcentral.com there is loads of stuff lots of different items that you can get mugs hats face coverings, t-shirts, hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered Stu's Wrestling Podcast logo on it. Big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there. Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.